0: This is I Don't Get It, the pop culture get-off-my-lawn cast, featuring the open-minded musings of two early 40s curmudgeons staring down the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. I am your co-host, Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises, and I'm joined by... I am your co-host.
1: My name is Noah Tarno of The Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show Spectacular.
0: Two hosts equal one host. We're a sagittal organism.
1: So oh, good word. Okay. Thank you. So what are we looking at today, Billy, my boy?
0: Well, this is a topic that is sweeping the landscape like wildfire, and there's no single corner of culture that is untouched from the effect, the the devastating effect of Lizzo.
1: That's some that's some hyperbole there, dude.
0: Really? The big time hyperbole. It's just I'm, yeah. just, I'm just I'm just keeping it there's no in- corner that's
1: untouched by her Hey, I, I just asked a friend if they had heard of her and she said no
0: I'm just mimicking the language of everything I read online oh, so I, see, I, I, see I can't that. be blamed the
1: for high, hyperbole is the order of the day when talking about Lizzo is, is, is going to be a theme of this episode
0: well but, I mean yeah talk about anybody essentially there's there's yeah. no more there's no more sense of scale with celebrity journalism right. but that's
1: everything just, is the biggest
0: thing ever yes yes exactly um, but in this case she actually is a pretty big thing so so Lizzo is the uh, is the sobriquet of a woman named Melissa. Melissa Vivian Jefferson, who is 31 years old, born in 1988. She's Detroit-born, Texas-bred, yes. and I believe Minneapolis-honed. Uh, she she did the last yes. few years yes. of all places. She moved to Minneapolis, which I people say that you know. I understand Prince and the whole Paisley Park thing, but apparently there there has been a big scene in Minneapolis where there's like a sound. Which I believe it, but I just don't know.
1: Well, you know, I went to college not far from Minneapolis, in the yeah. shadow of Minneapolis, and I mean this was a while ago. But even apart from Prince, there was a there was a punk rock and hardcore scene there in the 80s, Hoosker famously came from sure. there. Back when I was in college, uh Soul Asylum, they were from St. Paul, but the Twin Cities. yep So yeah, Minneapolis has always been, you know, culturally solidly B-list in the American Pantheon. Yeah. I, and the Prince ecosphere is is pretty big. Like yeah. a couple people I knew from college like ended up. One guy I knew became a bodyguard for
0: Prince. How about that? College.
1: There is a artistic ecosystem. Uh, the Guthrie Theater, one of the best uh, local theaters in the country, is in Minneapolis, but
0: we're getting off topic. Yeah. Right, no, so Lizzo, yeah, Lizzo moved to, to, she moved from, um, I think it was Houston, she moved to Minneapolis in her 20s to essentially capitalize on the scene there, to sort of be part of it. So, so she's a singer, she's a rapper, and she's also a jazz flutist, and that's one of the things I think she leads with. People know that because that's, that's in her uh, portfolio.
1: I, I, I believe she's a classical classical okay thank
0: you blues. well i know not
1: and is it flutist or flautist
0: maybe it's fine it I, I think both are appropriate flautist always sounds He's talking
1: like, i'm gonna i'm gonna go to my friend miriam webster
0: but miriam talking. webster so her debut album was called lizzo bangers and that came out in 13 but her second one was uh, was pretty uh, pretty big well. big girl g-r-r-r-l small world in 2015 that's when she got signed to atlantic records And so in 2019, she dropped Cause I Love You, uh, her third album. I I believe the song she's most well-known for was Truth Hurts from 2017, uh, which is not my favorite song of hers, but we'll we'll get into the the breakdown. So that made its commercial debut on several official music charts by 2019. And so culturally, the line on her, as much as I've distilled it down to one sentence, is that she's she's a plus size woman who gives a lot of focus to body positivity with her visual image, and, and she makes space for what... I have seen called a black girl aesthetic that's those aren't my words that's me copying what I've seen I'm mimeographing apparently she like even like during a performance she gets her hair braided which is you know a process thing I think that you know you're talking about identification representation something long overdue so I mean her sound also she's got a big voice a lot of range and so she tends to fill it with very powerful uh, not necessarily ballads but I'd say bangers if you will, Noah, it's a bop. Her tracks,
1: bangers, they, if you will.
0: They slap. Her joints slap, as it were. So, uh, yeah. Am I missing anything here? Because I'm about to. I'm about to ask you. Chime in from the Tarnosphere. What do you think about Lizzo? Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. You know. Uh, Lizzo's been in our back pocket for a little while like I became aware of her a few months ago and every week we're like hey what's what's something that's hot among the young people because that's the theme of our show and we're like well we could always do Lizzo we didn't have any better ideas this week so Lizzo felt a little evergreen although I guess that new album came out what in April yeah you told me she's she's your wife really likes her right yes, so yeah. she has this very much you know middle-aged woman appeal in addition to I assume she's popular among young women I would guarantee uh, I, you
0: that most of our female friends love her and we just have okay but most of our female
1: it. friends aren't young but but i think she's got a lot of cross age and cross generational and cross racial appeal
0: definitely right
1: yep. you know she she very much has this black girl aesthetic she was on. Uh, there i saw clips of her on um, rupaul's drag race which is something that has a lot of cross and cross gender appeal and cross generational appeal and cross racial appeal so lizzo's covering a lot of bases here yeah this woman is very talented she's got star power she's got a good voice she can move. The body positivity thing is, you know, good for her. There are a lot of women who look like her in this country, and they don't—they don't see themselves enough in entertainment. She—I don't. Know, does she write these songs? Is she a songwriter? I think is she, she is. You know, yeah. I didn't actually okay, check well that out,
0: then, so I can't back that up. Then,
1: then she's a good songwriter. Or she's working with good producers and good whoever, you know, good A and R people, whatever it might be. I find a little of her goes a long way. I like. Juice. That's probably my favorite of these. It's, and it's not just body positivity. Her songs are about how awesome I am, how fabulous I am. I'm fabulous. You could be fabulous. But I feel like she's just banging the same different areas of like pop music topicality, but like, I'm awesome. I, I could be just as horny as a man. Uh, I'm fabulous. No one fucks with me. I mean, she's got some good lines here. I put the sing in single. I like that, is yeah. uh, a line from Truth Hurts. Uh, good as hell, she's like talking about how fabulous she is, but telling a woman like, hey, if, if your man doesn't appreciate you, fuck him, you're fabulous too she's she's proud, or at least uh, satisfied with her body shape and size, and good about her, and then Cuz I Love You is, I mean, you, you pinpointed it to me, you said that's Adele. You know, she's showing off her range and her operatic voice and all that. And there's this there's this orchestration that's like a dream girls type thing. But again, I find a little of her goes a long way. And what we were hinting at before is the breathlessness of the the articles and the media about her is that she's the greatest thing ever and she's changing the world and she's amazing. And I don't I don't see that. I think that's the media up its own ass. And I'm a little tired of that. Good on Lizzo for being talented and successful. And I I watched her on The Daily Show. Seems like a decent, smart woman. But fuck it. She's just a pop star. And I don't know, man. A little cynical these days. You may be a little cynical. Uh, You know, she goes on The Daily Show. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to be performing at Coachella. And the crowd goes nuts like she just fucking cured AIDS. And I'm like, you're performing at Coachella. Big deal. That's your job. You're a pop star. Like, why is... Why is this like why have you split the atom apparently? Um so, I don't know. Like you It's know, the machine enjoy enjoying the- Lizzo fans, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be back in the hospitality tent at Coachella. Interesting. What do you
0: think, Bill? Well I yeah. I I do think some of your fatigue is with the machine. I mean I I have to I, <laughs> Yes, you think, maybe? Yeah, I have to agree with you in that there is I I think her music is unimpeachable. I think um Believe it or not, who I thought of a lot when I was listening to this was Bruno Mars for a lot of the same reasons. Mm. However, I have, a much different, I have a much different reaction to this than I do Bruno Mars because, you know, one of the things we talked about on that Bruno Mars episode was how chameleonic the sound was. Bruno Mars would pour this sort of electric liquid gold entertainer into whatever a vessel Mark Ronson, his producer, would bring over. And then you get these songs like 24 Karat Magic and, and Gorilla and all this stuff, and it's like he is whatever the form around him asked him to be. And obviously, he's talented enough that he could pretty much excel in whatever framework. And I think that there's something similar where I noticed that each of these songs, I almost expected, okay, these are going to be one type of song, uh, it, like the sound was going to be very similar. Like I'm, I'm going to listen to a whole album of songs that are more or less just variations on a theme. And it's like lyrically, that's true, but I thought that the actual yes. quality of the music was much different. And that's what no, I. No,
1: you're,
0: you're right. There's there's some range here. That's that's welcome. Yes.
1: Yeah. And no, I, but it but it but it feels like. Even though it's range, it's like... All, each one of these things is very familiar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She, 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 she's have, picking from the basic buffet, I guess.
0: I have my list of uh, things here. You know, just like, Good as Hell has a very Motown type throwback yes. sound. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. these are all self-conscious. They're doing it self-consciously, obviously. You can't yes. claim that they're not. I think Truth Hurts has, well, a, it has a little bit of a trap beat. I think you were the one that said that's close to a Ray Schremer thing, which would make sense. Yes, but, it sounded like Black Beatles to me. Yeah, totally. that's a bit of a Dirty South thing. And then Juice, which I, I will agree with you heartily, that song sounds nuts and that has a very uh r&b prince sound to it heavy guitar yeah. riffs that is that could be well
1: and that's very conscious if you look at the video yeah you know,
0: she's got the she's i mean i don't really get
1: the exact reference well i get the reference but like why they're mocking the soul glow song yes from uh coming to america yeah, and yeah. she's got the visual. she's wearing the jerry curl
0: thing and by the way did you notice in the juice video that she's actually doing asmr in it I love that part.
1: I did notice that between she's doing like she, she's on like some uh, uh, infomercial, and then she's doing like an aerobics thing. Yeah, it's great. And of course, the aerobics thing is like, yes, fuck it, I'm fat, I'm I'm wide-hipped, like I like it, I enjoy it, and frankly, you know, she she's owning it in a sexy level. I mean, she does a lot of that. She sticks her body in the camera. She's like, yeah, fuck it, I'm a I'm a big plump woman. Yeah, but she's healthy. And I'm gonna. It's not. But I'm gonna move. The way you know a toned, more classically, you know, acceptably beautiful woman is going to move. She's refusing to play by the bullshit games of the media, and I give her a lot of credit for that. Yeah, and I mean, I
0: for credit. what it's worth, it's like her body type. Even though she's she's fat, it doesn't it doesn't mean that she's unhealthy. You know, it's like her, her leg isn't turning blue because she's diabetic. It's just the shape of her body, and that's the yeah. that's the part that everyone's always missed. There's this yeah, idea she doesn't
1: have these rolls of cellul cellulite pouring off. No, of I mean, she kind of does. Is, you know, she does not look unhealthy. Yes, no, sir.
0: she doesn't look unhealthy. Healthy, but it's just a difference of like, this is, this is, she's a big girl, and that's all there is to it. And then, yeah, that's, that's nice. I mean, there there aren't too many roles, uh, pun, pun unintended, for, um, That many women who, who have this, there's like there aren't that many spots they allow women to be this size and to sort of be sexy. It's it's getting I guess it's getting more broad, but I still think that this is a novelty, no pun and it's too bad. Um, but anyway, you know my my thing was very positive. Like I said, I was surprised that the songs were so different, and then I actually liked the songs from song to song. Once I stopped listening to them, it kinda of went away. And it, you know, this this is where it comes back down to earth with me because I feel like topically the uh message is is fucking fantastic, but it does not apply to me. And that's okay. What? You know, this is wait, not, wait, it's but, not made but for but me.
1: What is that message?
0: The message. I feel like there are a lot of messages here and all the, and most of them are cliche. Yeah, that's true. I mean, she's younger. I mean, she she crafted a lot of the cliche she's when she was 31. In her, no, dude. no, when she was in her she's 31. She was that's her, ancient for a pop star. It's ancient. When she was in her mid 20s, I think she sort of crafted a lot of this. But I mean, the message is, yeah, you know, be enjoy sex, I'm sure. Enjoy sex for yourself. Have sex for your own thing. Don't try to match up to what a man wants you to do. Be in love with your own body. Uh, you have self-worth. All these things. Black is beautiful, fat is beautiful, sexy is is beautiful you know black is sexy fat is sexy there's a lot of you know cross cross representation you know I I, I appreciate all those things but those the message doesn't. you know that's not my message as much as like listening to Troy Sivan talk about falling in love and have it be oh okay we're not this is not a self-conscious thing this is just a gay man talking about being in love with men and having sex with men completely you know uninhibited about what this might sound like, to straight people I think that's great too but it's like that doesn't mean anything to me it doesn't it, yeah. it's not designed that, for me it's not for me. That's two two thirds of the topics we talk about in the
1: show are this isn't for me, but I like it anyway. Well, yeah. maybe not two thirds, but half.
0: Right, half. Like I'm glad
1: it's out there, but I don't fucking want anything.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I sometimes think now. Obviously, the best example of that you can get is that something comes out, it's popular. I understand why it's popular. And I, too, I buy into it. I subscribe into it.
1: Yes. And that is- Well, very- that was Jesus that was and Mero for you,
0: That right? was And, that was, and it, the Impossible Burger. Impossible Burgers, yeah, all those things. That's the best, but I don't think that's going to happen every time we turn on the microphones. I just don't think that's <laughs> no, possible. of course not. So I, because you don't like most things. I, we don't like most things. Or, but it's like, <laughs> you know you don't. I didn't say we. I said you. <laughs> but I mean, I am perfectly happy and I'm pleased to see something that I both understand and I give my consent to. I approve other people liking it. No, they
1: really, they really need your approval.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I do my head toss, check my nails, baby. How you feeling? Head toss, check my nails, baby. How you feeling?
1: (laughs) So, Bill, why, why, has Lizzo broken through? Why is she a big star? Why do people like her? Why does your wife like her? You know, the kids like your wife.
0: The kids, oh. like my 50-year-old wife, yeah. Um, like your
1: 50-year-old wife?
0: The uh, the kids, like my wife, enjoy her. Well, I-, I think that there is definitely an up-tempo electric energy to everything she does. Uh, the songs are extremely well-crafted. I think that she probably has a production team behind her, like Bruno Mars has Mark Ronson in his corner. And in fact, imagine what Mark Ronson could do with her if he got it, her, his hands on, on her. But I think that the sound is just on a, on a sort of atavistic chemical level, it's Something that appeals to you because it's up tempo. It's a lot of dance music. I'm sure it plays in clubs and or uh, places where people mingle socially and and uh, carouse. This is probably where uh, that kind of thing lands because it is is a lot of energy to it. I think that she winds up being likable. There's something to her that people see her and her, her performances and her uh, appearances as a personality are very appealing, and her message, on top of that, to seal the deal, her message is telling everybody exactly what they want slash need to hear. It's a counterpoint to degenerative I- uh, I- images about people's bodies and what they should and shouldn't do, and a lot of the angry, ugly m- testosterone-fueled male misogyny that's out in the world. Which whether it exists in pop music outright, or if it's in comment threads and online, where people are, you know, men are doing nothing but criticizing women's bodies and calling them whores and sluts and threatening to kill them and insisting they get raped and all this stuff. And it's like Lizzo is kind of the anti-the anti the that. Where she is trying to portray everything that's good about women and trying to say no, we we're on top of this. It's like we're right and they're wrong. I think, and so there's there's like a Gestalt message to what she's saying. It's a lot of um, responsibility to either hoist on your own shoulders or to put on her shoulders. I'm sure it's a little, you know, it's it's one of each. One from column A and from column B. But it, it seems that she's here for that. It seems that she is here to sort of fight those fights and be this figure this sort of transformational figure in pop culture who is there to make people feel good about themselves while also presumably exercising her own skill as an entertainer to make the art she wants to make.
1: I mostly agree. I think you're falling into the trap, my friend. Why is it popular? Because it's... it's good and it's savvy you know i might criticize oh the one song that sounds like ray Shimmer, or the one song that sounds like adele but you know that's smart you figured it out you know this is what people like let's do a good example of what people like and she's talented she's got the star power all that but you just call it yeah the body positivity thing i think is it connects with people it makes people feel good it's a it's a welcome antidote to a lot of the toxicity out there Mm-hmm. But you just said she's making herself a transformational figure. And this is the thing, she's a pop singer. Like transformational? Give me a fuck like fine. If 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 she pushes things in a more positive direction, that's great, but I don't want to give her that kind of credit. And by the way, to her credit, you watch her on the Daily Show and Trevor Noah brings up, "Oh, the body positivity thing." And she just she refuses to go, "Yes, I am an inspiration." Mm-hmm. And I'm 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 here for all the big black girls to say your big booty is beautiful you know she's she's not doing any of that she's like look i'm me i'm doing what makes me happy and maybe it's bullshit maybe it's faux um humbleness she's not she's not putting that mantle on herself and saying i'm changing the world but but all these fucking articles we read are and you just were falling into that trap i i told you before the headline i think sums it up in the cut New York mag's The Cut. It says it's just a matter of time till everybody loves Lizzo, and then the subheadline: as much as she loves herself.
0: There's something that um, we wind up being unable to grasp, which is first of all, we're you know we're two white men, and I know that that winds up being a cop out for a lot of things. I mean, you have to imagine for a minute what it must be like to be a person of color who is in her fan base, and it's like, and I would say transformational figure. I would I pick those those words very carefully because I I'm not putting her on the same par as Beyonce, but you you know the swing that Beyonce has in our culture. She's not just a performer. She's not just an artist. She's a transformational figure. Well, but she stood the test of, look, if Lizzo is still at the level
1: she's at now, 20 years from now, I will eat my words. Yeah. But yeah. frickin' Beyoncé has been
0: A-list for... 20 years. I mean, when did Destiny's? Yeah, it's got to be close to 20 years. Yeah, right? it was like 1999 so. or so. Yeah, 20 All right, years, there you for go. sure. No, you're, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, this is... I don't want to say it's a role, but it is an aim that people have. And it's its, it's extremely unlikely that any pop artist... I mean, there's only one Beyoncé, obviously. You know, just as there was only one Madonna. There's only one Barbra Streisand. aren't there, there, too many spaces, too many slots for that type of person. But that doesn't mean that, you know, a bunch of people over the time have said, oh, I'm. that's the kind of player. I don't want to just make music. I want to make gigantic music that right. appeals to everybody. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if she has has that aim in mind, where, where she is thinking that large. Now, I mean, obviously, it can never be her fault if she doesn't make it there, because that job is very hard to get. And, you know, it's not for everybody. you got to make a lot of deals with a lot of devils to get there. But um, that's why I use the term transformational figure. It, it, it might have as much to do with her inborn talent as it does the idea that this means something something for a lot of people. And it means something different than I could plug into. Again, just because I'm a dude in the station that I am in life, and yeah,
1: it, but you you recognize what she's doing.
0: No, as as highly paid pop culture sentinels, we ha- we we can't afford to sentinels. not we can't afford to not recognize. This is our whole job is based on literacy of right. cultural trends. The minute I stop oh, doing this, oh, whole, you know what you can do? You can push the pillow over my face like uh, the Indian chief in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's um, Nest, and that'll be I'm a fitting end plan- for me.
1: I'm planning to do that anyway. By the way, (laughs) my research has indicated the preferred term, according to Merriam-Webster, is flutist. Flutist.
0: Flutist, okay.
1: Flutist is defined as... See flutist. never been in a before what the fuck are fucking feelings yo once upon a time, I was a hoe, I don't even want a hoe no mo got you something from thelick go little bit of lizzo and some mo, trying to open up a little more sorry if my heart a little
0: slow, no et would you have liked lizzo if you were a kid? no, okay, I didn't like music by African Americans,
1: that was just my musical prejudice, I mean he still don't for the most part, but at least I can appreciate when it's good, like now for the most part. Nah, I'd just sort of ignore her if I were young now. Uh I mean could you feel any differently
0: well I think that I, I recognize something about listening to this in that I I would have been motivated by my peers enthusiasm I remember time and time again the music that I necessarily didn't listen to as a kid but it was it was the oral equivalent of wallpaper it was all around me it was the color of the room I was in I just thought other people like this therefore it must be important I mean and, and it is I mean I'm not making that up If if other if enough people around you like something it becomes important to the kid and I remember I'm not tolerating but I listened to so much music that other people liked because I just thought I'm going to understand I want to be involved with whatever it is that's that's popular people are getting a certain feel from this and they're part of a gestalt yeah, I'm using that word again, and I want to be part of it, too And I remember it's like I'm not being part of it I'm just identifying it and I'm just like familiarizing myself with it But I'm not getting the same feeling out of what I appear what appears they're getting out of it now. I'm sure other people are doing the same thing I do, which is just nodding their head and saying, "Yeah, this is what's popular now, so I'm into it." The sound it said the lyrics of me either as a teenager or in my 20s, and again, I'm a, I'm a straight white man, so there's just not a lot of overlap. I'm, my representation is not here. My representation is in Phil Collins songs. You know, oh Ste- please, come Steely on, Steely Dan. Give yourself credit. No, I love Steely Dan. Comments. Fine. Phil, I love Phil Collins. I saw Phil Collins in concert really? last year. It's, it's incredible. It's great. But, uh, isn't, isn't he an anti-Semite? No. I heard no, that once. He's not an anti-Semite. Okay. When you're younger, uh, one tends to latch on to that representation a lot. That's the thing that speaks to you. And I remember any time someone would mention the, the smallest feature of something involving uh, Jesus comic books Or, or G.I. Joe Or Cobra Commander You know I would like Oh man that's Water in the desert That's representing me Because those are my interests And somehow that means Something to me So again right. But the nice thing is yeah. Is that I, I was represented All over the place So I didn't need to do that it wasn't so much an issue I wasn't starved for any of that shit So I, I could see Just the music being catchy And understanding Okay this is what All those other people like But it's not for me But that's fine But it's not for me But that's fine
1: So, Bill, is there any argument to be made that the rise of Lizzo, the rise of Lizzo, is uh, a sign of the impending cultural apocalypse that we are no doubt uh, within?
0: Is Lizzo
1: a harbinger of
0: that? Not a single uh, silicated grain, a single... uh, um flake of of finely pureed flour uh, uh, contributing to the apocalypse. There's no such thing here. No, I mean if anything we could use a few more soldiers like her up on the up on the battlements to uh, to turn back the hordes. I think the apocalypse like I was alluding to really comes from this this, ener- this energized tide of misogyny. I mean even when we were kids I felt like maybe I'm deluding myself but we were somehow fairer and nicer to women, which doesn't make any sense, and it's just reading some of the fucking lava and 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 a bile and acid that's strewn around anonymously just sounds so much worse than anything we said back in the uneducated eighties and nineties. So well, uh, I, I mean, don't think
1: we are. I'm not sure we're fairer or nicer. I think in general, sorry to interrupt, we no. are fairer and nicer to women now. I think the ways we were unfair and un—I mean, this is total mansplaining. the ways we were unfair and unnice to women back then were were less blatant. Maybe right? you could, yeah, you could be right. I, I like that. Less, less openly openly expressed and more like codified by law yeah. and by what was considered normal behavior. Mores, yeah. It, it, right. I mean this is why these maniacs have lashed out in such verbally offensive ways. A, they have the forum of the internet and expanded media.
0: Animated, and B, anonymity. It's, yeah.
1: Right. They don't have the you know codification of law and normalcy to um, oppress women or minorities and now that they don't have that as much it comes out and just screaming at people oh that's great man this is 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 why we have this problem now yeah right this is why you know this is why the orange goblin won is because people do feel like they're being oppressed because the rules aren't i don't want to say aren't as rigged in their favor anymore but aren't as rigged in favor of their petty jealousies and prejudices
0: the obviousness yeah the obviousness of it
1: well it's more obvious now maybe Mm -hmm. we should say because because people like me, we could put our heads in the sand. I was I I've admitted this many times. It was the Trayvon Martin thing that really opened my eyes to the degree of racism in this country. Yeah, me, me I didn't too. Realize that's it was, exactly. I, no I thought it you. was most, well, maybe mostly, but I, I did not realize how bad it still was. And Trayvon Martin kind of opened my eyes to that. But yep. that's a bigger
0: topic. I assume you don't think there's an ap- apocalyptic component to this. No, nothing.
1: I mean, if they're well, it, you know, the, the
0: media ass
1: kissing really bothers me. And in fact, I I texted you yesterday and I said, was it like like this 20 years ago, when I was when I worked for a major organ in the entertainment media sphere, was it this bad? Was it the constant ass kissing, making every new star feel like fucking you know the Beatles 2.0? I mean. Or was I? You know, I didn't. Maybe I didn't see the forest for the trees. So maybe we're getting to a point where journalism is just going to be kissing people's asses. I mean, I, I do think there's an element of that, and I think that's a problem. Lizzo, through no fault of her own and undeservedly, might be might be an avatar of that.
0: I mean, it's funny you saying all this stuff make, makes me think of. Um, now I know you didn't read a ton of Marvel comics growing up, so much, but I'm sure you're familiar with the work of of Mister Stan Lee and his um his soap <laughs> yes, his I soapbox know. bulletins. Yes. And yeah. Lee, oh, they were they were totally obnoxious. Right. But he pioneered a particular type of uh, he actually called it these are his own words was called pandemonious puffery, which is also you know, that's a very Stanley way of saying. You know, his yeah, his language yeah. of hype, of unqualified hype and company line boosterism. Yeah. You know, I mean, I grew up on it just assuming that this is the way a certain person talked. It was like a, you know, a huckster, a, a pitch man, a, a circus yeah. ring, ringmaster. You know, and that yeah. that was Stan Lee's um, whole thing was that he wasn't doing the writing anymore. He was just the company face. And uh, his whole thing was it was almost Soviet in the way that there was a the party line that you so- told. Stan Lee, that <laughs> Tommy, <laughs> bastard! Where the hell my phone? Where the hell my phone? Where the hell my? Where the hell my phone? Huh? How huh? I'm supposed to get home? Uh. Noah Tarno, is your dislike, your your rabid dislike, and your calling to arms of of the other such angry misogynistic men around you against um Lizzo, is that based in jealousy?
1: All right, you're being sarcastic here. But my criticism of the media puffery is jealousy. As good as I think Lizzo is, I don't think she's Beatles or Aretha Franklin or Beyonce level good. And it bothers me that the media makes her out to be the greatest ever. And that... (laughs) I never got that love, you know, with my efforts and in and in my self delusion, I could say, well I'm pretty fucking good, and no one ever appreciated that. It's not really jealousy, I mean, I guess it is jealousy of her, but I'm not mad at her, you know what I'm saying I'm jealousy yep. of the attention jealousy of the attention she's getting does that make sense?
0: yeah, it does in fact, I was going to speculate right. that because you know as we bumped into this show, there is a parallel universe version of Noah Tarno, who works in the music media industry. He was, in fact, a writer. And he's a, you know, at this point, he's a middle aged guy who's been in music journalism writing for a number of venues for a while, you know, as someone who came up in the machine and had uh, a lot of um, wish and want and desire to, to be a participating member of it as an editor and or a writer, I think that I could certainly understand some of your frustration at watching the um, all this music writing kind of going awry because you have a more concrete idea of what you thought music journalism could be in terms of something more responsible and something more down-to-earth than what you're reading. That makes sense. Where do we put Lizzo on the scale? Actually, I'm curious what you'll say.
1: Where do you put Lizzo? Because Lizzo is... You know, like many things we talk about, not our thing, but we appreciate it. Yeah. And then there are the things that you do appreciate and are your thing. You know, the death notes and the desus and marrows. And then there's the shit you hate, right? Yeah, no, so, I know. So this is so. I, where I, does I,
0: something like this fall on the continuum? I think I've already I've already alluded to it. I think this is Troy Sivan for me because Troy Sivan is making something that has this um, banner to it, and everyone could march behind the banner and saying we're part of this block. And I mean, I think that's great. But again, I I don't remember anything we listened to. Choice of I don't re- a single bit a note of what it was um, because it just didn't apply to me. But the message of the message of inclusion and the message of representation seemed to me to almost be as big as the music itself when it came to choice of on. Again, that's not. I'm not saying that's set in stone. I'm just saying that's my own take as as an idiot man-child, white heterosexual dude in 2019. I'm just saying that's my thing. I'm not saying it has to be for anybody else. I'm trying to mute that criticism. I am an idiot. We, we get it, Bill. Okay. We. Okay, good, bro. good, good.
1: You're a raging racist <laughs> homophobe monster. You are going to be the
0: Grand Marshal of the Straight Pride Parade in Boston. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I think Trisavon to me almost matches up perfectly. Although I-, I do tend to like Lizzo's music more. I absolutely agree. In fact, when I'm going to say appeal, a little Lizzo goes a long
1: way. And the song I like the most was Juice, but I wonder if that's because I heard that first. I'm kind of kind of welcome hearing Juice. Like if I'm in a public place and Juice is playing, I'm going to dig that, right? Yeah. yeah. Sivan... I don't care. Lizzo is fun. I give her that. Her music is, at least, juice is fun. Some of them are fun. Some of them are just, whatever,
0: whiny maybe.
1: But, you know, whiny. I like some whiny songs. They're just whiny about shit I want to whine about.
0: Because of this show, now when I'm in a public space, and I, for instance, hear Post Malone, I realize the only, and and there's a tinge of familiarity, something I know what this is. I'm familiar with it, and I investigated this topic. It's not just hearing something and wondering hey what is that thing now i know what it is it's this sort of prowess and i lean into janice and i say this is post malone you know and it's like i know this because i'm a millennial i study this sort of thing now
1: i went to a pub quiz tuesday night which i don't do very often for reasons most people know me can guess they had i was all excited because someone was like oh uh, it's a lot of music there's a big audio around i'm like great that's my expertise and i looked at the host and he was an older dude so i'm like great it'll be shit from the 70s and it was 15 songs and I got hammered. I think I knew like four of them. It was almost all like recent pop and hip hop and rap. And like I remember thinking like because there was a, you know, one of these little Xerox pictures of people and I recognized Billie Eilish from doing an episode. So I'm like, all right, there's got to be a song I recognized from – and it was nothing. Like no one we had looked at <laughs> was in the audio. Room. There was no Post Malone. There was no Ray Shrimmer. There was no Billie Eilish. There was no Troy Sivan. None of that. Son and I'm like, bitch. really? Like what are the odds? Like come on, give me one of these people. You know, it was all these people I vaguely heard of but didn't know anything about. They had, like, two old songs I knew. I knew, like, 38 Special and Young MC. I knew uh, X's and O's by L. King. And uh, we came in third place, my team. <laughs> all
0: right, everybody. Well, uh, if okay. you'd like to find past episodes, look on Apple Podcasts. I, I,
1: I don't just... know. What's going to happen to our playlists? Are they going to be No, destroyed? it's
0: fine. No, it's fine. It, we're No, no. and It's all oh, that's – it's. It's just changing names. Uh, don't worry about that. We're, we're blowing this into Oh, thank God. Thank oh. God. Oh, oh, I was so worried. <laughs> so, um, yeah, oh, and speaking of which, this is uh, this is episode 88. Not that we put any kind of, um, you know, counter on this thing, but this is our 88th episode. We're in the, the homesteads to 100, my friend. We are breathing down 100s. Uh, that's it. After that, cancel all the podcasts. We don't have to do a single one more after 100. That was our thing. We said, we're going to get to 100 podcasts and, and then, then we quit like, like James Dean just drive a truck into drive a car into a, a stanchion somewhere in the desert and we're over it's done <laughs> good so, comparison thank you thank you so yeah I, uh, Apple Podcasts SoundCloud Google Play and Stitcher uh, tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show write to us Noah and Bill don't get it and uh, go to iPodcast Tunes and give us a review that still applies that's a good way to get uh, the word and, out and the- give,
1: us top, give us top we use Lizzo which was our backup topic so yeah, I mean that. some new yeah,
0: the, you know people I know Janice at least suggested it so it didn't kind of it wasn't like a virgin and, birth it did come out it did come from somewhere
1: and by the way yes we've already done Fortnite everyone yeah. I asked us have you done Fortnite yet
0: yes yeah. we did Fortnite this is the problem when people know you but they don't listen to your show is that they're going to when they're right. treading on a lot of ground Exactly. So, uh, I'm on Twitter uh, at William Scurry, doing my business there socially, doing what I do. My video content I have a video essay series about different topics in film, 10 episodes deep. It's on YouTube right now at uh, youtube.com slash amcaesar. Um, look on my episode, Ye Mighty in Despair. Noah Tarno, where are you at? I'm all about the big quiz thing bigquizthing.com, corporate and private
1: trivia events nationwide. We are busy now hiring for the summer. A lot of uh, law firms hire us in the summer. They throw parties for their summer associates. You know the law school students that they groom for lawyerhood. Uh, so we're booking now for July, August, beyond. Still a little June, um, coast to coast. Bigquizzing.com. Also, you can um, we we post trivia on social media, all the platforms, every day. And factoids and all that good stuff, or you could just follow me at Noah Tarno.
0: First of all, I love the trivia that you put up. I, I always, I like. Thank it. What you, Bill. Really like you're doing these days, and I always like, especially on Twitter, I like retweeting it. Is you've been doing a sort of grand mall reviewing of The Sopranos, but you've been doing <laughs> yes, it. You've been doing it with the captions on, so you've been doing these great screen yeah. caps. So you get both the you get the message and the, the that fantastic dialogue in one. And since it's your curatorial spirit, that's Thank you. scratching an itch for me.
1: I do love The Sopranos. It uh, never gets old for me. The best uh, show of you're, all time. you're the one person who appreciates that. Thank you.
0: <laughs> all right, everybody.
1: All right, folks. That's it. We'll see you next time on I Don't Get It. Just use that every time. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2019.